Big 4-9. It is Stretch Show on a freaking Thursday. And it is not just any Thursday. You can tell by my special intro music. I don't have the usual. It is not Pantera Walk, the anthem of the Stretch Show. No. Right now, we're playing a little Cypress Hill. Hits from the bong because it is 420 up in here. In fact, coming up here in... Uh, not the next segment. The next segment, we are going to get down and get our moto on because we still will tend to all things moto. And by the way, moto and marijuana do not mix. Don't go get high and try to be freaking evil Knievel on your dirt bike. I, even though I know so, so many people to do that. Not even going to lie. I know so many people to do that. So don't do that. That's ill-advised. That's driving under the influence. But it is 420. If you partake in the ganj, I am going to tell you where you can partake in some good munchies. Coming up after we talk to Mr. Hunter Lawrence of the HRC team. Hunter Lawrence on freaking fire right now, dude. And all eyes are on him and his brother, and he knows it. Going into this weekend, everyone wants to see what happens with those two. Because there's the assumption by so many that Jet is the better rider. Jet is... The guy moving up to 450s, he's the younger rider than uh, Hunter. But, dude, Hunter's won six out of seven races this year in his division and is equally matched on paper. They are damn near identical riders. They've also had identical upbringings on their bikes. They're also riding identical bikes. There's a lot to say in this, so to see who wins in that first East-West shootout. And remember, there'll be another one at the end of the year in Utah, so whoever doesn't get this one will probably get the next one, and it's going to be fun to watch. So Hunter Lawrence coming up in moments. We will talk to him. Then I'm going to start getting into the gaunch. I don't have a lot of gaunch stories for you at all. I've got the one that we're going to kick off and tell you where to go get your, you know, your munchies and the munchie deals, and they're out. These are, it's pretty cool that so many businesses realize, you know what? Everybody smokes weed. If you live in Southern California and you're in your car, you can't escape the odor of the ganj at every red light, at every gas station. You, like, you roll up, you're like, damn, it's just pouring out of cars. It's crazy how abused that is uh, while people are driving and everyone knows it. It doesn't seem like the 5.0 does very much about it. And all the companies are like, F it, let's capitalize on it because stone people get the munchies. That's a funny thing, but it's a real thing. People smoke weed and then they want to get something to eat. And so all the big ass or the smart fast food chains that know their audience to go, you know, when we go out there at one o'clock in the morning and our drive through is wrapped around the building, everyone's blazed. They're all toked up on the ganj and they know it. So they're catering to that today. And I'll give you some places you can get some deals. Some places just a discount. Some places have some specials, but that is cool. I like that, you know, when businesses have common sense, this is what you call good marketing as opposed to bad marketing, which we've seen in spades lately out there. After that, I'll get into a good story about chicken to China. Going, What could go wrong at going to the circus in China where, you know, we don't really have human rights, so we probably don't really have rules either on, you know, a circus it's not what you think. It's kind of funny. Got a really bad Civil War reenactor. You know, I look at those efforts as LARPers. You got bullied as a kid if you're a Civil War reenactor. I'm sorry, I'm telling you. And this guy's such a bad Civil War reenactor, he got kicked out of being a Civil War reenactor. So he took his revenge. Then I'm going to tell you about something going on in New Zealand that got outrage. It's, it's, it's pretty crazy. 
I was like, wow, that's that that's crazy. And then I got a guy that was saved uh, by a dead dude. A dead dude that was an organ donor that was dead saved the life of a, a live dude. And he didn't give him an organ. Not an organ. But the organ transplant thing had everything to do with this dead guy saving this alive guy's life. It's a pretty crazy, crazy story, man. Alright, then I got just an awful, awful human being that is now up on murder charges, but I'm going to give you the spiral out of control with her life and meth. Meth, it's a hell of a drug. A hell of a drug. So, a lot to get to, plus the entertainments, the Moto Minutes, and much, much more as we get ready for the first East-West 250 shootout in New Jersey this weekend. Where's that? Oh, yeah, home of my New York Giants. MetLife Stadium, East Rutherford, New Jersey. I used to live right there up on the hill. I could just look out over Giants Stadium, see where my awesome New York Giants played. At the time, they were awesome. They haven't really been awesome in a few years. Since they beat the Patriots in the Super Bowl the second time, they haven't really been that awesome since then. But they're coming back. They're bringing it around. All right, up next, let's get into Hunter Lawrence. And then we'll come back after that with the uh, hookups today for the munchies for all you stoned individuals. I'm stretched. Smoke on, bros. It's the Big 49. Big 49, it is a stretch show, and right now we are sitting down with the man, and he is riding an HRC Honda. He has won six out of seven of the 250 East races this year. He is firmly in control of that red plate in the 250 East Championship. His name is Hunter Lawrence. Hunter, congratulations on another great ride today, on another victory here in Atlanta, and just how good does it feel right now to be, you know, being so dominant in your class? Really good. I think you know it's the sport's so tough and and the lows are so unmatchably low and so are the highs they're so you know peaks and valleys so it's it's tough when you're struggling and you're in the trenches it's like you feel like you're never going to get it and then when you feel like when you have it you feel like how do you lose it you know yeah so it's um it's cool sports definitely interesting and uh that's why we're all so emotionally invested in it i think so uh it's good to enjoy these moments because we work so hard for them and and it's yeah, you got to look back at when, when you're like leaving and you went like 10, 12 or something at outdoors or you're like, you know, sucky racing. You're like, oh, well, you know, we did this good. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's good, like positives. But in reality, it sucked. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, it didn't suck today. It was quite freaking awesome. But it was a different kind of day. I know we raced during the daytime today and it was pretty damn hot in Atlanta, uh, 80 degrees out on the track. How do you like riding on you know, not only dealing with the speedway, you know, hybrid type track that we were dealing with, but uh, how was it like riding in that heat? Yeah, day races are kind of weird. Uh, yeah. I'm not a fan of them. I feel like it's really tough to get the same atmosphere as when you're in a stadium or it's at night. So yeah. um, I do know the fireworks were a hell of a lot bigger than what they normally are in a stadium. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was hot today. It was yeah. it was warm and people don't realize. I mean, I think we got lucky today that the track was a little more high speed. Like, you know, when yeah. you're training during the week and it's hot in Florida, on a on a traditional supercross track there's not much you know airflow and wind flow yeah. so the heat really just gets to you so um That's it was true. tough but um yeah happy with a good day and can't complain all right and how was the speaking of the speed on the track a very different kind of track out there a lot of people saying it was gnarly whoops like what was your take on this uh high speed uh outdoor style track we had today yeah it's uh 
It was, I think, because it's so high speed, I think... Well, it wasn't crazy high speed, but it definitely yeah. was one line. So it definitely yeah. does promote close racing. And you definitely yeah. have to be on the guy. And then, you know, kind of pretty much go on the inside. There wasn't really many passes that happened around the outside right. today. So, yeah, I don't know. It's um, nothing crazy, I don't think. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about this, Hunter. Uh, you're dominating. We mentioned six out of seven wins so far for the 250 East rounds. And you're... It's everything about your form, you're dialed in. Is that something you study? Because one thing I always notice when we go back and look at the film later and we break down things about the races, the dudes that win are the dudes with the, you know, that do the little things, the dudes that have really good form, the dudes that go into the turns right, the dudes that have the right posture. Like everything is uh, really matters at when you get to the level that all of you guys are at. So is that something you study, something that you take pride in, or is that something that's just coming naturally? as you've been doing this for a long time yeah i mean we do take pride in in everything we do and and yeah. there's you know everyone kind of goes about their business in different ways some some guys and some coaches and, and people work on sprints they're huge on sprints or this and that technique and stuff like that i think we have a yeah. really good balance of everything and i feel like our technique and how we ride a bike you know let's say we obviously regarding to jet and i yeah but i feel like we have a pretty high ceiling of potential um in speed so it's cool it's uh we put a lot of groundwork in um yeah. and honestly it all started from just when we first ever begin riding you know dad just wanted us to be yeah. safe on a bike you okay. know and uh good technique uh obviously promotes being safe on a bike all right well hunter uh you're the one that brought it up it wasn't me that brought up jet and i know all eyes are on you and your brother for next week's race it is our first east west shootout and you guys have incredibly similar records. I mean, you were tied on podiums, on wins, on everything. And it is really, really neck and neck with the one and two in points between you two. And you guys are going to be the big battle that everyone's watching. Now, I don't know what the team is saying. You both have red plates for the 250 East and the 250 West. Are they going to allow you guys to really go out there and just throw it down and battle? Why, why wouldn't we be? I think... Uh... <laughs> All right. Ah, oh, I mean, we both know. If yeah. we're stupid enough to jeopardize our own championship hopes, yeah. we know what's coming straight to us <laughs> from, from the admin. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we're, we're going to race clean, you know. Yeah. I mean, ideally, we both get, you know, good starts and, and yeah, have a good battle. It would be really cool. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, who, who knows? Obviously, we're in for a good week of... of this brother versus that brother and, and all yes. the shenanigans so yeah. yeah can't wait all right we can't wait either honestly right seriously really looking forward to this battle between you and your brother next saturday to see who comes out on top i'm full aware you got him last year and uh when we got to the shootout let's see what happens this year best of luck to both of you man it's been really fun watching you guys congratulations on a really great season for you and just dominating out here in the 250 east i am stretch this is the big 49 your home of moto rock extreme big big, big, big. the big 49 moto minute brought to you by lbz Here's talk from time to time about Kevin Moran's a guy I call the hardest working privateer in the Supercross industry. And he's got all kinds of sponsorship opportunities and the dude has a YouTube vlog. But his social media post yesterday was freaking hysterical. I found it on Instagram 
In it, it's a clip of Moran's coming in hot to a turn during practice at Atlanta. And in that same turn, going very slow, is another privateer named Cade Clayson. Cade is a cool dude. We've had him on the 49. Well, as Moran's is flying in behind Clayson, the ludicrous song Move Bitch, Get Out the Way is playing. And Moran's crashes into Clayson, sending him flying as Moran's just makes the turn and keeps on going. It's pretty funny, unless you're Kate Clayson, I guess. But good news is Clayson has a sense of humor, too, because he reposted the video with the tag. I actually kind of hate this guy lately, so it looks like everyone sees some humor in the post. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Ah, here we go for the 420 show. It is Stretch. Big 49, thank you for being here. It is 420. It is becoming quite the national holiday for all the ganja weed smokers out there. And a lot of big, big, big companies have just jumped in. I like the companies that jump in on this. Every single one of them, I want to shout them out because I'm going to tell you right now, these people know their audience. They know who patronized them. And this is... If you buy weed and you go to the weed stores, I'm sure they all have 420 specials today. There's all some big something going on at all of your local dispensaries. I'm not going to go into that. They want to go into that. They can pay me to go into that. <laughs> so I'm not going to do that. But I'm a fat dude that loves food. And I'll tell you, this is a public service announcement at this point because everybody loves food. If you don't smoke weed, if you never smoke weed in your life, you can get these same deals today. The unofficial... Marijuana holiday is today, and let's start at one of the best. And this is uh, this is probably the best one uh, on this list in my eyes. It is from Carl's Jr. And Carl's Jr. is like, you know what? I'm I'm getting in here. We get that. We know where our people are. I got swear words. Warren G. Getting down. Uh, Carl's Jr., get a snack sack, and in this snack sack, you get six pieces of jalapeno poppers, onion rings, and small fries for $4.20. That is a four, that's a good 420 deal. That's available actually all the way through today, uh, on April 24th. It'll go the whole week. So that's solid. Del Taco, uh, they're celebrating free delivery for orders placed online or through the Del Yeah Rewards app. That's what they got for your 420 out there. Remember, Del Taco now owned by Jack in the Box, and Jack in the Box has always been all in on the stoners, and they have catered to them with their specials and coming through the drive throughs and all that forever. Uh, they also offer eight snack uh, tacos for 420 at Del Taco. So you can get free delivery if you use the app or order online, and you get four, uh, 420 for the tacos. That's a sweet deal. I'm not mad at that right there. Del Taco doing it good. Carl's Jr. doing it good. Uh, Jack in the Box, they have brought back the Pineapple Express milkshake, which they got sued for, which makes me think they paid something hefty. $4.20, you can get a Pineapple Express milkshake all the way through uh, April 24th. And then select markets here in Los Angeles, Salt Lake City, and Las Vegas. Uh... They'll try the Pineapple Express Chicken Sandwich, which features a crispy chicken filet, smoky pineapple barbecue sauce, pineapple, and bacon on a Hawaiian bun. Dude, that sounds effing amazing. Uh, Jack in the Box brought in a chicken sandwich last year that was like a... It basically was the same exact thing 
as the Western Bacon Cheeseburger from Carl's Jr. only had a really crispy fried chicken breast on it instead of the beef. It was next level good. And this pineapple chicken express sandwich, I might go get that tomorrow. That sounds amazing. Yeah, so uh, you got the pineapple express chicken sandwich. Now, if you're a fan of pokey, you got the pokey works. You can get $4.20 off any regular pokey entree. On Thursday, you got to use uh, Pokey 420 when you order online through their app. I'm telling you, save some money. Red Lobster, they're getting in on the 420 action. They say you can mix and match Red Lobster shrimp dishes, including garlic shrimp, scampi, uh, jumbo, all their different shrimp, unlimited endless shrimp for $20. $20 go in there. And that's available through Sunday as well. So you get your munchie on, just slay some shrimp. Uh, Smash Burger is offering four burgers for $20 today. Get in there and get it done. Uh, Smoothie King. They got two new bowls uh, on the menu, and customers can get 420 points when ordering through the Smoothie King app. New app users get $2 off their first order. Uh, White Castle, not here in SoCal, but they are throughout uh, the East and other parts of America, and we are broadcast throughout the entire world. So I will tell you, White Castle customers, you get your murder burgers for 20% off their online order with the code CRAVINGS today, all day. Uh, the final, the last one I got, I'm sure there are more, but the last one I have on my list is the Gingus Grill. Get $4.20 off any small or medium bowl today at Gingus Grill with the code GG4, but F-O-U-R, 20. GG letter 420 and you can use that on the app or online and get 420 off your order I love this uh, salute to all those companies I went through all those because I deliberately I want to point out when big companies do the right thing know their audience target their audience and all right is there politics to it to some degree some people are opposed to it I know federally weeds not legal but it's not any group or any race or any BS. It's just munchies and weed. And it's for everybody. And it's targeted to everybody. And if you don't have to be a stoner to go get it, you can still go get it. So, shout out to all of those companies for getting their 420 promotion on. Very, very cool. Alright. Coming up next, I'm going to tell you about a guy that was a reenactor. And you know I think reenactors are basically a notch above LARPers, which are the lowest form of human on the planet. And this guy was such a bad LARPing reenactor. He got fired, and then he took out his revenge. I'm a son of the South. I am from the great state of Alabama. You wouldn't catch me dead being a Civil War reenactor. Not dead. If I was dead and I was buried in a field and they were doing a Civil War reenactor on me, I would come back as a ghost, and I would terrorize everyone until they left me alone and got off of my field. You reenactors, get off my lawn. Talk about this one next. It's the Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. If you follow anything in the moto world in social media, you probably saw a lot of famous motocross riders and companies posting about a GoFundMe account for a young motocross rider named Amari Arnold. This is a kid, he's got some sponsors, he's trying to come up in the moto world like so many people are, and now he has been diagnosed with brain cancer. This is a very young man. 
You can find him on social media at Amari224MX, and you can find a link to the GoFundMe to help his family. Our thoughts and prayers are with them, and hopefully this message gets to some more people that can help out this family. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49. It is a stretch show here on a 420 Thursday. Shout out to all the stoners getting your ganja ganja on. Go get your munchies on any of the stores I told you about earlier. Right now, I'm dumping a little Mac Miller, a little self-care. It's a song about getting high because it's 420. Let's get into this Civil War reenactor dude I told you about. Remember, I look I look negatively upon LARPers and reenactors. This guy uh, took a plea deal. His name is Gerald Drake. He's 63 years old of Winchester. And he admitted during a hearing Monday in federal court in Harrisonburg that he did indeed plant a pipe bomb at a Cedar Creek battlefield during an annual reenactment in October of 2017. Luckily, the bomb did not detonate, but it did result in cancellation of the reenactment after its discovery. You're like, why did this guy do this? Well, he was a Civil War reenactor who regularly participated in events at Cedar Creek until he was expelled from his unit in 2014, which shines light on something else. These people have actual units. They think they're members of like a brigade. They're like, they, they think they're members of them. They're reenactors. You're LARPers, dude. You may as well be out there with foam swords saying, no, 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 I threw a super wizard card at you. You can't hurt me. I'm invincible when I stab you with my foam sword. You are now dead. No, what the F is going on? That's what you're, what, that's what you're doing, but you're doing it with black powdered muskets that have no ball in the barrel. Yeah, dude, you're LARPers, Civil War reenactors. You're LARPers, bros. If you don't know what LARPing is, live action role players. You'll see nerds at parks playing and fighting each other with foam swords or wooden swords, having sword fights. Occasionally, you'll hear a story of a nerd that brought a real sword and then somebody gets their finger chopped off and they're like, why did you bring the real sword? This is supposed to be LARPing. We're using foam swords so nobody gets hurt. Yeah, well, that's what happens. Well, this guy was so bad and I don't know what he did, but he got kicked out of his unit. His unit, I got a unit for you. He then became so distraught after getting kicked out of his Civil War unit in 2014 that he started writing letters where he falsely portrayed himself as part of Antifa, said he was an Antifa activist who were targeting the reenactors because they glorified slavery. The letters threatened violence at subsequent Cedar Creek reenactments as well as annual Remembrance Day Parade in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And then the dude ups it up another notch and goes and puts a pipe bomb at a reenactment and they cancel the reenactment. And he sat at home in his mom's basement at 63 years old going, yeah, 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 yeah. You say what happens when y'all kick me out of the brigade? I was a bitch. Confederate soldier that that Civil War has ever seen. I'm Antifa now. I will get you. And that's what he did. He showed up there with a pipe bomb. They found out it was him. They figured out it was him. He was 63 years old, dude. I'm nowhere near that old. And I, I don't got that kind of time to waste. I'm also not an effing LARPer. Effing LARPers. All right, up next, let's talk about the circus in Chicken to China. Which, by the way, good thing, like, weed's really illegal there, too. And they'll, they'll like, shoot you for it. Because if, if you were stoned and this happened to you, you would probably die or freak the F out. 
Talk about this one next. Happy 420, it's the Big 49. The Man Urge. Report! The rapid growth of artificial intelligence technology is kind of wreaking havoc on Drake and, you know, semi-talented singers that are very popular because what's happened is they're now able to take your voice and make up songs and all of it can be done by AI. It's not like someone's stealing it. They're just using your voice and putting it to a song and Drake is having a real problem with a couple of songs that came out on YouTube and TikTok that people did this with. No one knows where they started so they don't know who to sue and there's these Drake songs that aren't Drake that are actually going viral right now because they're using artificial intelligence to steal his voice and to make songs and well they're as good as the crap that he does and probably uses uh, less of a voice synthesizer than he does as well so Drake's got problems right, this is something I didn't see coming remember Charlie Sheen's epic meltdown back in the day that led to his firing from the show Two and a Half Men and the guy Chuck Lorre that owned it and he called them all kinds of names and that's when he was spun out and did the tiger blood winning all that weird crap well they've buried the hatchet and they are working together again there is a new show that is coming out and Charlie Sheen is going to be one of the guest stars on a regular appearance of a Chuck Lorre television show called How to Be a Bookie. It does not star Bookie Kyle. It's another guy that lives in Los Angeles and he's a bookie trying to survive in a world where, you know, you can now legally gamble online. You don't need bookies anymore and it's pretty funny and Charlie Sheen's back with Chuck Lorre so no one ever saw that one coming. This might be an uncomfortable place to work but the entire film crew, including Alec Baldwin, are back on the Rust movie set and they are filming as of today. This is the same set where Alec Baldwin shot and killed the cinematographer last year and now is being charged for a crime in that situation but as they're resolving all of that they are back to filming today. I gotta imagine that's very uncomfortable to be there but they're thankful to have work with a writer strike looming. These guys are at least getting to finish a film. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 4-9, it is a stretch show here on a 420. You thought rappers had all the weed songs. There's the rock and roll weed songs. I'm going to get into all weed songs all day as I run all my segments of the show today. My musical beds will all be songs about smoking the ganj on this 420. This one's Tom Petty, You Don't Know How It Feels. It's about getting high. Get high, yo. Smoking one up. Hip-hop thinks they got a corner on weed. It's been around for a long time. Willie Nelson has smoked circles around you. Willie Nelson has smoked circles around Snoop Dogg. Yeah, there's some old dudes been doing it longer than them rapper dudes. That's for damn sure. All right, right now, let's talk about something happened in China. Just imagine this. Imagine you're high as F, just because it's 420. It has nothing to do with this story. And you're sitting at a circus, and you're sitting there, and you're like, dude, this is cool. They got elephants, they got lions, bro. That guy's got a chair and a whip and he's pissing that lion off, bro. Oh no, why's the lion in the stands, bro? Imagine that, imagine being stoned in the oh crap moment when a lion, a male lion, not just one, but two male lions that were in the little ring with the little cage around it, saw an unsecured door and decided to walk out of it into the crowd. Yeah, mayhem, that's what happened. Liaoyang Gang, Henan province, that's where it happened. 
Leong gang. This is where it happened. A little circus was going on. Circus is supposed to keep running for another week or so, but now authorities have come in and said, yeah, 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 we're going to go ahead and put the kibosh on you guys for a while. When lions get out in the city and there's people there with children, you know who goes to the circus? People with kids. They're sitting there. There's video of people just running for their lives, holding babies and stuff and running because there's two lions just there. They got one immediately and got him back in the cage. The other one walked out of the tent through the crowd, sent the entire crowd panicked running, made it out into the parking lot as people are continuing to run for their lives. They were able to get in as well. I would say they're probably really fortunate. These are lions most likely raised in captivity that are somewhat domesticated, but I will tell you, if you've ever seen a, a circus with animals like that, they they intimidate us like they whip them and stuff. It's not cool. It's not. I, I don't like it. I've been to it. I'm, I'm not a fan. I love those animals. They're amazing. And I've seen the videos of people that have them as pets, and I'm like, you're crazy because if it ever decides to eat you like Siegfried and Roy, effing you're dead. But, you know, I don't want to be like Roy. I'd love to have a pet lion or something. That'd be cool. But I don't want to be like Roy, and I also don't want my dogs to get eaten or my kids or my wife or anyone. So probably not a good thing and when they kind of mishandle them in these zoos the lion trainer and no different in this situation so the zoo is or the zoo the circus has now been closed zoos are cool actually most zoos if they're in america they have big habitats and they can roam around a little bit and have some form of a normal life and be protected you get those zoos where they're in cages and that's awful depressing but yeah, the lion tried to strike back and he had some Chinese food for dinner. He didn't get any. He got got and got put back in. All right, we're going to stay on the international tip now. We've gone from China. We went to the Redneck South with Civil War reenactors. And I can say that because I am one. I'm not a Civil War reenactor. Heaven help me if you think that. No, I am from the South. I'm a big old redneck. I can say anything I want about rednecks. It's the rules. Yeah, it's the rules, it's the rules. I'm going to tell you a story next. We're going to go to New Zealand. And in this story in New Zealand, dudes, it is kind of crazy. I just told you about lions being captive and stuff. Well, how about when you get domesticated animals that get out into the wild and become feral? Well, they have a problem with feral cats in New Zealand. And they've got a very uh, big problem with it. And there's statistics on the harm that these feral cats do to the ecosystem there. And I'm going to tell you their solution and why part of their solution got the kibosh this week. It's the Big 49. I'm Stretch. Big, big, big. big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Kind of weird when two moto gear companies get together and make one product, but that is exactly what's happening for a limited edition Troy Lee Designs Alpine Stars boot. It is coming. It is pretty badass. They have joined forces to bring you this limited edition colorways of the Tech 7 MX boot. They say it will be out uh, tomorrow. So get ready to get your TLD Alpine Stars boots. They're pretty badass looking. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. It is a Stretch show here on a Thursday 420. Dropping all 420 music for my music beds today. This one right here is Willie Nelson and Merrill Haggard. Song called It's All Going to Pot. 
That's country music superstars right there singing about the ganj. Willie been singing about the ganj before it was popular to sing about the ganj. Willie might be the the the, the like pope of weed. He really might be might be the highest ranking weed official ever in the history of show business. Go Willie. All right, let me tell you this story. Got nothing to do with weed. And by the way, I lied to you guys. I told you I was going to tell you this story. Then I came back and slipped you in a little Kenny Roxon interview from yesterday on the down low. Slip, slip, slip. I was like, oh, no, Kenny Roxon goes here. We're not doing that story out of New Zealand where apparently people think everything's going to pot like Willie and Merrill did. Willie's still alive. Merrill Haggard. I don't think Merrill Haggard's still alive. I'm not sure, though. I am not a country uh, history buff. I like it. I just uh, I don't know as much about it as I do the hip-hop and the rock and roll. Here we go. New Zealand. They have a problem with feral cats, especially out in the countryside and in some rural areas. And every year they have a cat-killing contest where they need people to go out and just kill feral cats. And then this year, and they say the reason they do it is that they kill hundreds and hundreds of like migrating birds and farm animals and all that. They're feral cats. They're wild cats. They got to eat. What do cats do? Cats go out and kill anything that moves like little tiny little lions or tigers. So they're out in the wild and there's a lot of them and they go out and call them and, you know, cut, cut the population down to keep it under control. Well, this year they decided they were going to have a contest that was going to go from this week till the end of June for kids. And whoever killed the most cats, brought in the most dead cats, would win a $250 prize. <laughs> what could go wrong, right? And then they're like, wait a minute, you realize kids are going to be wanting the money, and they're going to go out there and shoot any cats, and we're going to get, like, pets and stuff. They're going to be shooting the neighbor's cat and turning it in for the cash. Well, the event had been announced as part of the fundraiser hunt for a local school. I'm not kidding. It was a school in North Canterbury in the South Island of New Zealand, a largely uh, rural area where hunting is popular. And then the people found out. Kids there also compete to kill wild pigs, deer, and rabbits as well. Just So they weren't just targeting cats. But in this situation, uh, everybody crapped themselves. Oh, no, 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 no. We can't have kids out killing cats for a competition or we're going to have a lot of dead cats that shouldn't be dead. Say typically they see hundreds of people, even kids, competing to kill wild pigs, deer, and hare. They're going to let that go on. So if you're a kid, you can still uh, enter the competition to kill pigs and deer and rabbits, but you uh, can't be killing any cats. They leave the cat killing to the adults. They're not stopping the cat killing. They're just going to not have the competition to raise money. I'll tell the school kids, hey, the more dead cats you bring, the more money you can make. Even though I think it was a winner-take-all $250 prize for whoever brought in the most dead cats. And people went crazy, all the animal rights people, and a lot of people got involved, and they're like, okay, due to the morons getting all crazy because we are going to kill some damn cats. We're going to stop the the juvenile cat-kill competition has been canceled. <laughs> Only they said it in a very weird accent because they're Kiwis from New Zealand. I want to go to New Zealand. Seems beautiful. Like an awesome place. Maybe I'll go there and join a cat kill competition. That's what I'll do. 
All right, as we continue our 420 day, I'm going to break it down and give you a story next about a guy that was an organ donor, and he died. And after he died, he saved the life of a, of a not-dead dude, and not by giving him an organ. In fact, he probably needed every organ he had to save the dude, and he was dead. Tell you how he did that. Interesting story. Coming up on this 420 day on a Big 49. Big, 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 big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. It's never too early to start talking about Saturday Night Supercross. This week, we are at MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. And the night show's actually going to start at night this week. But the problem is, it's not going to start at night here on the West Coast. 7 p.m. gate drop in New Jersey is 4 p.m. here. And you can watch that on the Peacock. You can also tune in starting at 2 p.m. local time in the West Coast so you can hear all the updates on everything going on out at the track and in between all of the heat races right here with myself, Moto Man, Jason from HYR, and Bookie Kyle, and then get the post-race show wrap-up as well. So don't forget, this is also the first time we will see all the 250 riders on the track this season as it is a 250 East-West shootout, which means teams will be battling not only all the other teams, but battling each other because everybody wants to be the fastest dude on their team. So it's going to be a great weekend of moto. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Oh, listen to this one. Sweet marijuana. <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Say it out. This song is from 1934 by a lady named Gertrude Michael. And it was a song from the 1930s. Ladies smoking about marijuana back in the 1930s. That'll get you put in prison here in America. There we go. Loving the marijuana, Miss Gertrude Michael. All right, but right now we're going to flip it back to the 70s. Get into a song called I Get Lifted by Casey the Sunshine Band, the big old disco band. Everybody sing about weed. 420 people are celebrating the ganj today. Hold on. <coughs> That's not from smoking weed. That's just from being old and fat. Talking too much. Get down, KC. I'm going to keep KC down low. Get your disco move on. I know Moto Man's dancing naked right now with his bunghole to the sky. Probably lifted out of his mind. All right, let me back this back down. Get back into my story. About a dead guy saving an alive guy's life. He was an organ donor. He had died, this man. And he was being taken by Hearst to the hospital where they were going to transplant his organs. This happened in Colorado. Somewhere near the Eisenhower Tunnel. Guy's driving along, heading that way. And it's mountainous up there. There's cliffs. And the guy driving the hearse, transporting the body, says a person in a red Dodge Durango driving like a wild man ran him straight off the road, like trying to kill him. And he smashed through the barricade and went off the edge. And this is like straight out of a cartoon or a comedic movie. This hearse is now dangling life and death. If he opened the door, he was off the cliff and would have fallen. And... The kid says, uh, it's a young guy driving the car, and there's a news story with him. 
the police roll up on the scene and the dude was trapped in the car. They got him out and they say the only thing that saved this guy from flipping over is the heavy weight of the coffin with the dead man in the back. That kept the back the back wheels down and was the point of balance to where this guy was literally like a movie. You're looking at it going, holy crap. In fact, on the video, when you look at it, one of the cops walks up and says, that this is a lucky MFer right here as they're looking at it because the dude's just dangling over the edge of a cliff at certain death. And if he hadn't had the dead guy in the back in the coffin, he would have died. So this dude being an organ donor, which they later got him to the hospital and I hopefully they transplanted the organs uh, and saved somebody else's life, the guy might've saved two lives in that day, the dead guy, just being an organ donor. If he wasn't an organ donor, he would have been in that car. That guy that got ran off the road, he would have just died. So they say the Hearst driver works for a company called Hubbard and Sons Funeral Home Service. Says he got ran off the road by the wild red Dodge Durango as he approached the Eisenhower Tunnel on Friday night. So there you go. Get your ganj on. I bet he was stoned. He was in. Come on. You know he was stoned. You're certain he was stoned. I'm a thousand percent certain he was stoned. He was in Colorado and he's driving dead bodies around. You'd have to be stoned. 100%. That's what I'm saying. Doesn't say that in the story, but I'm telling you that. I'm Stretch. Let's get out of here. Final hour. Let's rerun our friend Hunter Lawrence next, and then I'm going to bounce. It's the Big 4-9. Four Big 49. <sighs> it's the final hour of the Stretch show. It's all but done. You're like, Stretch, this is not bro him. This is not Pennywise. This is Led Zeppelin going to California. Yes, it is. Song about marijuana. Did you know that? Led Zeppelin. Rock and roll. So we got hip hop. We got old ass ladies singing about the ganj. We got disco bands singing about the ganj. We got country music icons singing about the ganj. And we got rock and roll legends singing about the ganj. And we got rap rock groups like Cypress Hill singing about the ganj. So go celebrate. Go get those uh, things on. If you go to a weed place, I'm sure they got a good deal today. Some 420 special you can go celebrate. And if you are uh, just a regular schmo like me that's a fat guy that's not into the ganja, that doesn't do the weed, then you can get in your car and go to the drive-thru. Go to, I like the Carl's Jr. and the Del Taco ones the best myself. Those are solid. They got 420 deals. And they're going all the way through till the 24th, so it's not just today. So if you get really stoned and unmotivated when you get home, you can be like, dude, I want that Carl's Jr. 420 special so bad. I'm going to go get it in two days. Right now, I'm going to sit here and watch reruns of Oprah. <laughs> That's cool. You can do that. Totally, totally acceptable. Shout out to Hunter Lawrence for getting on the show today. Shout out to Kenny Roxon for uh, that replay we had of that interview from yesterday. Tomorrow, it is a star racing Yamaha Friday. We are going to dump it. We'll get the Hunter Lawrence back in. If you missed it, it'll be the middle of the show. And then we're going to start, we're going to book in that with uh, Jordan Smith and Danger Boy Deegan after the race on Saturday in Atlanta. And then get ready for this weekend where everybody's going to go to town and battle each other. It's going to be fun, fun for the 250 East-West shootout, the first one. This weekend, coming out of New Jersey, Gates going to drop at 4 p.m. Coverage for it will start at 2 p.m. here on the Big 49 with myself, the Motorman, Jason from HYR, and Bookie LBZ. Kyle, all going to be here on the call. So thank you for listening. Thank you for not getting so stoned that you passed out. 
if you miss any part of the stretch show, you can always go to anywhere podcasts are served and listen to the stretch show podcast. It is this fine broadcast chopped down all the segments into one long segment. It's separated by the moto minutes and the man entertainment report. And it's just all the segments of the show that play in a day. It's about an hour long every day, everywhere podcasts are served. And if you like the moronacy of the moto show that we do every Saturday, that is a vlog. And you can go watch that on our website, TheBig49.com. We're everywhere. We're taking over all mediums. It's what The Big 49 does. It's coming for you. I gotta get out of here now. I got a real job to go to. It's my 31-hour day is in effect. And it will not end till, <laughs> until midnight tomorrow night. And it's starting now. So you guys uh, enjoy the day. Thank you for listening. I'm Stretch. Till tomorrow, God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America.